gather round. This is the Ticket Water Cooler, brought to you by Wingstop. This is what the greatest thing about sports is. You play to win the game. Coming at you live in the heart of Lincoln, America. I say, hold up, wait a minute, something ain't right. On air and online at theticketfm.com. Here are your hosts, Jake Bakovin and Enrique Alvarez Cleary. We're back with you here on a Monday on the Ticket Water Cooler. We're with you every lunch hour from 12 to 1, or a little after 12 usually, as the captain has a little bit of a takeover, uh, but every weekday here, and we're proud to do that with you here on 93.7 The Ticket. Of course, there was no game this week. We're not breaking down a Husker action, but we do have a lot of college football still to break down. I got some game balls to give away this week for this week's action, and we've got plenty to talk about, but I think it all starts with Adrian Martinez, though some people may be tired of the Adrian Martinez talk. It, what are we going on year year six of it or whatever it is? Sure, um, it, it it is certainly um, it is certainly something that needs to be talked about this week. Um, My boy, it, it's interesting. I I does it do anything for the the Frost Martinez dynamic here? I think I think it, it has to at least tell you that maybe it was more Frost than Martinez. Uh, if Martinez can go out and get the biggest win he's ever had, in, in, like like nothing was close to it at Nebraska, no. than beating number six Norman on the road, uh, n- number six Oklahoma in Norman on the road. Um, so I mean, w- you know, sometimes we can have our opinions and and try to to shape opinions that way, but it's it's. It's the games that ultimately decide kind of what we look back at and what we see. And I don't know. The narrative is shaped by the games that you win. And I don't know. Kansas State now ranked in the top 25. So uh, first time for Adrian Martinez to be ranked in the top 25 since. Kind of for sophomore year? Yeah, 2019. They started the season at 25, right? Yeah, that first half against Colorado up 17-0. That was probably the height of the mm-hmm. Scott Frost era. That was going to be it. That was the one. <laughs> the Husker takeover in Boulder was going splendid. I don't know how. I still don't know how they lost that game. And then somehow they still lose that game. But um, yeah, so I mean, I, I think we'll, we'll still see how the rest of the rest of it plays out. But as far as who's had the bigger win in their career, and you know, it's it, you know, unless you want to go back to UCF, it's Adrian Martinez with this one in their in their career in the. In the Midwest. In the Midwest. I mean, not career, right. because Scott Frost has, you know, more of those before. But, uh, yeah, in, in recent history, Midwestern careers, Adrian Martinez has the best has the best win of, of the two. Um, and it's – I don't want to – I have to be careful how I say this. I don't want to take away anything from the Nebraska teams, the Husker teams that Adrian played on, because they did have talent. But – what Kansas State is doing with the talent that they do have. I mean, they do have – Nebraska didn't have uh, an all-American caliber running back like Deuce Vaughn oh, yeah. while Adrian was here. Uh, they had some solid running backs. They had some talent on their roster, but what Kansas State is doing with the talent that they have and the way that Chris Kleiman is coaching to the talent that he has, not trying to force his talent to play whatever style – uh, not forcing Adrian to throw 40 times a game. He's he's letting him run the ball. He's he's allowing him to hand the ball off to a running back and not forcing him to run the ball, although he did run 21 times mm-hmm. in, in the game against Oklahoma. Um, not all of them were designed runs. I would say that there were some a, a lot of scrambles, including probably the biggest play of the game, his yeah. his third and 14 scramble in the, in the fourth quarter to set them up for their, their final touchdown of the game. But... Allowing the talent to do what they do best and 
coaching to that talent is what Chris Kleiman is doing a really good job of at Kansas State that Scott Frost, I mean, honestly didn't really do that well here at Nebraska. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't think that there's... Obviously, Scott Frost is out the door, and Chris Kleiman is on a list of many... A big list at this point, because we don't know when the hire will happen yeah, or whatever. What but the list is. Uh, <laughs> the list of, of coaches that people think might jump to the Nebraska job. So Every time somebody wins, they get added to the list. <laughs> yeah, which again, I don't know if that's a fair way to do it, because... Like if you're if you're grading Matt Campbell on how ready he is for the Nebraska job, I would say you grade him a little bit more on making the Fiesta Bowl a few years ago rather than what they're currently doing against Baylor right now, because that's the height of of what you think uh, Matt Campbell can bring to you. And he doesn't have he's not like his Iowa State team isn't you know it's not he doesn't have Brees Hall he doesn't mm-hmm. have his all of his guys um, kind of coming together and for what it's worth. They could have been better last year than they were two years I, ago. They well, came into the say, top ten. Last so. year, he had all those guys, right. and, and it was supposed to be, you know, it's the final year of Brees Hall. It's the final year of, of uh, Brock Purdy. You're supposed to have it all put together in, in whatever year it was for, for uh, Matt Campbell, and for one reason or another, it just fell flat last year. They came in with, with high hopes, with hopes to win the Big 12, to to compete and, you know, maybe at least be mentioned in college football playoff talks, and, and it just fell flat. Yeah. So and then this year you're coming in without your your all American running back, without your, you know, highly rated quarterback, although he was the final pick in the NFL draft. I mean, he's still drafted um, without those two gigantic pieces. And I think you said earlier their tight end also left who was who was extremely talented. They're coming into this season kind of with a with a brand new offense or a brand new looking offense and kind of to grade them off of a loss to Dave Aranda, who's getting this thing rolling coming off of a Big 12 championship or just yeah. an appearance? They won it oh, last they year, it, right? Yeah. yeah. Big Knocked 12 championship. Oklahoma State out of the playoffs. Yeah, basically. yeah, Loud that's Cincinnati what that was. To get in. So it's, it's, it's tough to judge, you know, what Matt Campbell is doing currently because you, you've seen what he did before with the talent at Iowa State. But, I mean, it, if if you are looking to go to a better job, if you are looking – I mean, better job. If you're looking to go to another job from Iowa State, then you've got to, you know – Put up or shut up in this year, even without all of your talent. Do you think it's kind of odd that a lot of the guys in the short list are like old Big Twelve North foes? But like that's what kind of what I was thinking. Like, well, it's just old Big Twelve foes and and Big Eight if, teams. If yeah, yeah, if I were to tell you back in two thousand nine that Nebraska would be looking at coaching candidates from Iowa State, Kansas, Kansas State, and Baylor, you'd probably be laughed out of the room. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's weird. It's a weird position. Then, like, it's almost like none of the people on the list can be guys that are already there. Like, I know people hate this suggestion, but PJ Flex pretty darn good. I, I don't care what you say. He won eleven games he's in Minnesota. He's not leaving Minnesota. Well, and and you can say what you will, but I, I, I'm all I'm saying, you know, throw him in there. I like to throw Brett Bielum in there um, because you know <laughs> what he. I mean, he's got three Big Ten titles. That should probably say something. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I think you know it's kind of weird that it's like, oh yeah, don't touch those guys when they're winning in your division. No, you can't break somebody from your division. But those are those are enemies, apparently. Yeah, it doesn't work. But long term rivals from the Big Eight that you play that are actual more rivals than these teams. But you don't play them anymore. You you don't play them anymore. You don't play them anymore. You can grab them, even though it makes more sense to get guys that have Big Ten experience. Oh, because you bring in somebody with the big. If you bring in Brett Bielma, then every time you face Illinois, they're going to know exactly what you're going to do, and they're going to be able to stop you. Obviously, (laughs) yeah. That's that's what that is. That's how that works. They know his. They know his entire schemes. (laughs) All of his. All of his talk. All of his words. Yeah. 
Yeah, so. I don't know. I, I just I, I think sometimes that's too. You know, that's the I like the the media kind of picks up their little their Midwestern guy, flavor guys and be like, yeah, well, the Midwest it works here, so they'll they'll go here. And we see ads all of a sudden all the time go off script. They're not going by what who the media puts as their top mm-hmm. three. I think it's kind of the same thing you're kind of seeing at Georgia Tech now. It's like, well, let's see who's got some Southern experience and put them up on the board. And <laughs> like, well, you Georgia gotta Tech. find you gotta find somebody with experience recruiting down in the South to get somebody to go to Georgia Tech. That's that's what that is. Yeah. That's the only reason is they have to fit the mold of wherever you're at. Which I mean, it makes sense. There's some but sense to it. It makes sense, but at the same time, maybe doing things differently might help. Although Nebraska did try that before, and it didn't go very well. Yeah. Well, that's the other thing. Nebraska can't. It, it's weird because Nebraska can't like punish itself for mistakes that might have <laughs> like didn't work out mm-hmm. because of the way that this. Like, if the coach of the year wants to come to Nebraska, generally, it's a good idea to hire the coach of the year. Just because it didn't work out last time mm-hmm. doesn't mean that that's an awful recipe or it was a bad hire. Mm-hmm. Um, I still, I mean, the Mike Riley one doesn't quite make sense to me, but that would be definitely going off script. Yeah, I don't want to get. I don't want to be surprised. By, you know, for a lot of people not knowing who Mike Riley was or for me being like, oh, that's not a hot up and coming name at like all. Like if 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 it's a name that wasn't on anybody's boards, it shouldn't be because that person's been at the same school for like 50 odd years <laughs> <laughs> or because that person hasn't like I mean, uh, Mike Riley's had a good coaching career. He's had, he's had a solid coaching solid, career, right? Yeah. Like he's he's done some things. He's won some things. But. Mike Riley was not on anybody's shortlist except for, I guess, one person. <laughs> and and uh, I mean, there. I don't want to say there was reasons for that, but the the whole well, he went, we've he was seen going, what five and seven or four and eight that year. Yeah, the the whole he's done a lot with a little. Let's see what he can do with a lot. Argument. I don't think should be a part of this coaching hire. Yeah. It's obviously a different situation. I did, I'll never agree with it, but uh, well, you know, at least somebody took us took a swing there, and that was Sean Eichhorst. Obviously, didn't work out, and that's partially why we're in the hole we're in now. But uh, hopefully, Nebraska can get out of it. Uh, let's take a quick break. When I come back, I'll let you what I let you know what I saw from Lance Leipold as I went down oh, to yeah. Lawrence to check out the Duke Kansas. You game. had some fun. That was a great game. It was a great game. But I'm a little bit weary after watching that game about Leipold. I'll tell you why. Coming up next here on the Ticket Water Cooler, 93.7 The Ticket.